He's kind of like the Joe Rogan of the hospitality industry right now. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. I was at this point where I was like, okay, this is my rock bottom. Nothing can get any worse than this. I feel lost. I have no self-identity at this point. I don't know what's going on. I'm disconnecting from people around me. I was like job searching, thinking that was going to change my life. But really to not, I guess like I could not control anything that was going on. And at that point, it got so low that I was like, okay, anything that happens is not going to get any worse than this. But then a month later, I lost my job. I got laid off. So it really kind of at that point, I was like, okay, something's got to change. What I'm doing right now is not working for me. And I need to kind of like break free from this, go be by myself, find myself. And, you know, let's see if I can get put back on the right path. So I decided to book a trip to Europe. Everyone thought I was crazy, especially going alone by myself. I did two months in Europe. But one of the things that I didn't want to lose because real estate in Vancouver is so high and rental prices are out of the roof. What I didn't want to lose was my basement suite that I was living at. I didn't want to have to deal with the cost of putting anything in storage or really kind of like leaving it empty. So I did hear about Airbnb and I was like, you know what, let me just give this a try at least while I'm away. So what I did is I put my property up on Airbnb, just a two bedroom basement suite, fully furnished, took some photos and to my surprise, it actually booked instantly. It ended up covering majority of, if not all of my trip and a lot of my expenses while covering my overhead back home. So as I was like doing that, I was like, wait a minute, there's something here. You're listening to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast, a podcast for those who are in and around the hospitality industry who love, live and breathe what they do. You can join us for candid and unscripted conversations with hospitality experts and founders as we go deeper into their personal stories while they're sharing their triumphs and trials that got them to where they are today. I'm your host, Will Slickers, and you're listening to an episode of Slick Talk, the Hospitality Podcast. Now, let's begin. As you just heard the beginning of Tatiana Taylor-Tate's story, I am very thankful she actually joined me on the podcast because not only is she now a good friend of mine, she's also an amazing operator and interior designer in our industry. So Tatiana joins me to cover how she stumbled into vacation rentals and how that's impacted her as a person in finding herself through loss and pain. I couldn't be more thankful for her vulnerability on this episode. So if you like what you hear, make sure you check out the show notes. And if you haven't already known of Tatiana, she is actually co-hosting the Level Up Your Listing Summit with Natalie Palmer. 
in Scottsdale this coming February 2023. So without me taking up all the time and sharing all of Tatiana's story here, I'm going to let Tatiana take over. So now let's get back to the episode in three, two, one. Sorry, me again. But before we jump back into this episode, I need to tell you about my friends at Hostfully, Minute, and Safely. Hostfully is the number one property management software with digital guidebooks that can help you streamline your operations to get your business in check. Vacation rentals or hospitality is a business. So why not have software that helps you actually become and run like a business? Well, Hostfully does that. And they not only do that with their software, but they also have amazing industry data from their hospitality reports that they do every year. So make sure that you get my offer in the show notes. And not only do they have great software for your vacation rental business, but they also have awesome integrations with other partners like Minute. And if you haven't heard of Minute, then Minute is your number one co-host that monitors noise occupancy, and motion detection while keeping everything privacy safe. So your guests don't have to worry about any eyes or ears on the property. They are just measuring decibel levels and detecting any type of movement through their motion sensors. On top of Minute, I love the combination of Safely.com. Safely is the best insurance product I've ever experienced and I use in my vacation rental business as well as Minute and Hostfully. Safely protects you the homeowner, and the guests from any type of bodily injuries or damages done to the properties or the contents in the properties. Anything happens to your property while a guest is staying and you have safely, guess what? Snap a couple photos, submit the claim, and boom, you're paid out within three days. Pretty incredible. I've never had issues with safely paying us out and getting our items replaced. So just double check all the show notes for the offers below. And now I promise we're back to the episode. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. And I am so excited to have my very close friend. And I know this might sound interesting to maybe new or first time listeners that I'm becoming really close friends with my guests. But Tatiana Taylor Tate, the Triple T, is here on the show. And we've actually gotten to know each other through the STR Wealth Conference in Nashville to then going to VRMA together and being kind of roommates, basically, with Natalie Palmer, who you probably also heard on the show. Anyways, Tatiana, how the hell are you? I'm so excited to have you on the show and to dive in. I am so good. I'm excited to be here, too. And I wouldn't really say roommates. You had, like, this whole master's yourself. Um, but, no, it is such a pleasure always chatting with you. You definitely brightened my day. So I'm excited to get into it. Yes. And yeah, that's a good point. I did get the whole wing, but you two were so generous to make sure I was very well separated from the rest of everybody else, which is great. So Tatiana, I want to know kind of where everything really starts with you because we all kind of accidentally fall into short-term rentals. It's kind of been like the theme of every guest that's ever been on the show. No one's like, I'm going to go become a vacation rental operator or do all this other stuff. So where does it begin for you? It definitely was a falling into type of situation. I would say this began back in mainly in 2015. 
I was living by myself in a two-bedroom basement suite at the time in Vancouver, British Columbia. And I, how I like to think about it when I do think about it is short-term rentals and like falling into this industry really helped dig me out of a deep kind of dark hole that I was in at the time. In October 2015, so actually just past the anniversary, I actually lost my mom in a tragic car accident on Halloween night. Going through that was extremely unbearable, the hardest thing I'd ever have to do in my life. And at that point in my life, I felt really lost. I was grieving. And then shortly about a month after I had to put my dog down because he was really sick. So he passed away. And that was my best friend of like 10 years. So I was at this point where I was like, okay, this is my rock bottom. Nothing can get any worse than this. I feel lost. I have no self-identity at this point. I don't know what's going on. I'm disconnecting from people around me. I was like job searching, thinking that was going to change my life. But really to not, I guess like I could not control anything that was going on. And at that point, it got so low that I was like, okay, anything that happens is not going to get any worse than this. But then a month later, I lost my job. I got laid off. Hmm. So it really kind of at that point, I was like, okay, something's got to change what I'm doing right now is not working for me. And I need to kind of like break free from this, go be by myself, find myself and, you know, let's see if I can get put back on the right path. So I decided to book a trip to Europe. Everyone thought I was crazy, especially going alone by myself. I did two months in Europe. But one of the things that I didn't want to lose because Real estate in Vancouver is so high and rental prices are out of the roof. What I didn't want to lose was my basement suite that I was living at. I didn't want to have to deal with the cost of putting anything in storage or really kind of like leaving it empty. So I did hear about Airbnb and I was like, you know what? Let me just give this a try at least while I'm away. So what I did is I put my property up on Airbnb, just the two-bedroom basement suite, fully furnished. I took some photos and to my surprise, it actually booked instantly. It ended up covering majority of, if not all of my trip and a lot of my expenses while covering my overhead back home. So as I was like doing that, I was like, wait a minute, there's something here. Like this, you know, this is something this might actually help me kind of cover a lot of the costs in my life so I can focus on, you know, my goals, maybe going maybe back to school at that point. I was thinking of just whatever to like um, make my future change. But what happened is I came back and I loved the hosting aspect about everything that I was doing, how I got to check up on the guests and make sure that they were having a good stay and give them my favorite restaurant recommendations. So when I came back, instead of getting a roommate um, that would be long term, I was like, you know what, I'll just rent the spare bedroom out furnished. So I started, um, I really actually started majority of 
my experience through private room rentals, which a lot of people don't talk about as much yeah. in the industry. And I, I love talking about it because people are sleeping on private room rentals. Um, there's a lot of profit to be made, especially if you set um, how you set up your systems in place for that. Um, but basically, once I came back, I felt rejuvenated, renewed. And I was like, you know what? I love doing this. I want to keep, you know, learning as much as I can. And at the time, I was extremely lucky. A friend um, knew a developer that was looking for um, someone to help with interior design. And I was like, at that time, I wasn't in interior design, really. And I was like, you know what? I can, I can help out with this. Let me give it a shot. So I furnished a property that they renovated and they built a laneway house for. And one of his divisions, he actually had a property management company um, and he would list properties on Airbnb and rent them out that way um, for his clients. So I was like, you know what? I want to stick with you. I want to learn everything I can and, you know, let me help you out on the projects. And as soon as I've hit like my ceiling of what I've learned, then we'll part ways. And that was like always the understanding. Um, but what ended up happening is he loved what I was doing so much and saw a lot of value that I could bring to the table. And his clients loved everything that I was doing so much is I ended up actually being the VP of this company <laughs> um, by like a couple, maybe like two years in, um, which was amazing. But at the same time, I was still kind of working my own thing, had my own clients, my own projects. Um, but with that, I learned everything. Um, a lot of what I know now, what and like all the basis I learned um, at the very beginning from him. So I'm forever grateful for that. And I, after I wanted to continue doing more short-term rentals and listing more properties on Airbnb, and I loved one of the things about my trip to Europe that I loved most was hostels and the hostel aspect and how you could stay in like higher end hostels that didn't just need to be the part crazy party ones. Mm -hmm. And so what I did is he connected, he connected me with another developer that was, had a property right next to one of his and that property was going to get torn down. And what they were dealing with at the time was homeless people breaking in, stealing the copper pipes out of the walls, you name yeah. it. And this house was an eyesore. It was nothing pretty, you guys. And what ended up happening is as I worked on a deal with him. So unknowingly, I fell into rental arbitrage. Mm -hmm. And I worked on a deal and I was like, okay, I'll pay you. X amount of rent, which was a discounted rate because that rent probably would have cost me five grand a month because um, mm -hmm. seven bedroom home. And he, okay. so yeah, so I was very grateful. He rented it to me for 2000 a month. I put lipstick on a pig and painted all the walls white um, because I was on a budget. I went like bohemian minimalist. Um, and at that point, I was reusing a lot of like extra furniture I had or extra kitchen appliances, things like that, that I had um, a lot of Facebook marketplace finds. At that point, I also was like not a risk taker whatsoever. So I did the biggest risk in my life at that point, which was like put $7,000 on my credit card, praying that. <laughs> <I> <laughs> yeah. And, um, 
no joke in after listing it. So I listed this property like a hostel. So each room was rented individually as a private room on Airbnb. And then the kitchen, the living room, the sitting room, and like the bathrooms were shared spaces. Um, and that property did, um, in the first month and a half, I made all of my investment back. And I think in four months, it did over $60,000, which allowed me to buy a, and invest in a condo and flip from there. What the heck? There's a lot. To, <laughs> there's a lot to unpack here. So that's the journey. Yeah, that is a journey. And I like I, I'm going to go pretty like I'm going to go back to the beginning yeah. because, again, there's so much to unpack. And I do agree with you on the private shared space. I think that does get slept on, especially in my show and my conversations. because We're so focused on professional vacation management companies, better hosting, hospitality, all that stuff. One, I want to say, like, Thank you for sharing the story about your mom because like that's not something I don't I don't think I would have in ease of sharing even if it is almost what 2015 to almost 2023 so like that yeah I don't think I would get any easier sharing that so thank you um with that how did that impact cuz you were really going into like a discovery phase of like how do I become Tatiana Taylor Tate that you are today unknowingly what parts of your trip in Europe outside of the hosting covering your costs, like what part of that helped you kind of start to uh, maybe not fully, I don't think it's something, anything you could really fully come out of. What was like a big part of that trip that you were like, okay, this, I'm going to come back home. I'm going to go back to my life that I haven't been a part of in two months and like change everything. Um, oh yeah. Give, give me some, give me some good. Oh, and that just like gives me, now you're getting the feelings up. Honestly, a lot of the time during the trip, I was alone. And like, on, if anyone hasn't traveled alone or like done an experience like that by themselves, I highly recommend it. I was the, uh, that type of person that I was always like scared to be in like new situations, especially by myself. But it really catapulted me and like let me, you know, I actually like now, who I am now will miss, I miss that person sometimes, mm. that outgoing person who's like playful and fun. And it's just like, yes, whatever opportunity comes my way. And like, although I still try to like have that and portray that as much as possible, of course, there's moments where you're like, reality set in, you have to go to bed at 10 o'clock and like, things <laughs> like that. but yeah. um, one of the moments that I've never really shared this with many people, actually, that I knew I was like on the right path and that I felt like, okay, this is what we're going to do. What you're thinking about is the right direction. And this is like your sign mm -hmm. is I was actually on a ferry to Santorini. And on that ferry, I guess I like fell asleep or something. I don't know if this was like some kind of dream, like who knows, but I had a dream and in the dream, my mom came to me and we were talking and like walking and all these things. But from that dream, the moment I woke up, I swear to you, like I could smell her perfume in the air. And I just like, in that moment, I was like, this is I'm doing the right thing. This is where I'm meant to be. And 
stuff like that. Like I'm very spiritual like that. Like anything in the universe or whatever that gives me that kind of sign, I'm like, okay, we're doing the right thing. Thank you for that. Cause like I needed that reassurance, but yeah, like I'm really, especially now I'm very open to whatever opportunity comes my way. And like anytime I tried to plan for the future, it, it, it never worked out or like something would come and like flip, flip the table on everything. And they're like, no, yeah. this is happening. But so I think just accepting that like inside, I know, I guess like deep down what my path will be and life is all about learning these experiences and going through stuff and oh man I would not wish like my journey at the beginning on anyone but I could honestly say it is easier to talk about it now because I have accepted that like I would not be the person I am today and I would not be as strong or resilient as I am today without my story. And not to quote like Tony Robbins, but if you, I don't know if you ever seen like his documentary on Netflix, I'm not your guru. It's, it's really good. I watched it multiple times when like it first came out back in 2017 or so, but there's a part in that documentary where she was blaming her father for all the bad in her life. She was like, my dad did this. He didn't love me, blah, blah, blah. And then Tony was like, you've now built this great company. You have overcome depression there's like if you're going to blame him for the bad blame him for the bad but also blame him for the good because without the bad you wouldn't have had that opportunity so it's it's kind of like reassuring to hear you say that like obviously wouldn't wish on anyone but that did impact to where you are at this moment and i think that's really powerful that you know the self-awareness into it kind of like hearing about the dream like there's a sense of, it sounds like there's a sense of peace for you yeah which I don't think a lot, I think a lot of people still struggle to find peace within like their story or within their life. And when you go out with intentionality to, to go change it and there's that, that moment, um, it's a powerful thing. And now here you are like, finally start stumbling into arbitrage, right. And going into interior design and becoming a VP of a company. Like there's just like that impact that, that butterfly effect, if you will. So turning it back into you, you're, you come home, you're, you're in two months of Europe trip has come to an end you're back in vancouver and this unravels basically you're like i'm gonna do private rental were you doing this like off of your cell phone like what were the pictures like kind of give me like the beginning phases for this listing that you agreed yeah <clears throat> so my pictures were i i had a dslr camera so okay. you know, still still back then i was doing like as professional and professional pictures as I could do. I didn't have yeah. an expert. Um, but I think I've always had, like, at the end of the day, I actually am kind of more of the people pleaser type. So to be honest, like, I always wanted to be, like, the best of the best. Like, here's the the best photos. And this is, um, I even gave them the better bed in the house. <laughs> well, I wasn't getting the good bed. And every time... So like I listed it, I talked about all the clo the close transit in the area, what's by where I was living, which was at that time, like one of our theme parks and everything like that. Mm. So I tried to really list as many amenities as possible. My place was clean. It was modern. It was new. I, I thought it had a lot to offer. And, um, you know, one of the things that I loved about private room rentals is you always got to connect with new people. Every yeah. time someone came in, I was like, let me take you to dinner. Let me tour you around. And like, 
I got to experience that. And one of the things I actually share this in my chapter in Hospitable Host is being a host helped me get through the grieving process because I didn't feel alone anymore. And I actually got to connect and learn from other people and their unique experiences. Um, so that helped me actually, you know, go through that hard time in my life because the power of connection is insane, like what it can do and how much we actually as people need it. It's definitely my favorite part about hosting. Well, to say not to shout out uh, Sarah and Annette from Thanks for Visiting, but I love how Annette was even saying like, you know, it's uh, you know, I want to bring back hosting to its roots, roots, which is hospitality, right? Like, and I love that you brought up hospitable hosts, which we'll definitely cover into into more. Um, but no, that's so cool because a lot of people, and you probably see this too. I think we've actually chatted about it either in Vegas or in Nashville. Um, is that a lot of people get into it and they just treat this like it's a heads and beds, quick turn, high money profit, which yes, there are perks. There is money in this industry. Um, there is a way that you can build a really, really solid business and have that passive lifestyle type business. But it's also like you're, you are taking care of people. There are people um, that are using the kitchen. They're eating on the sofa. They're like, yeah, there's a bunch of life happening inside a home. Um, so I'm glad that you got to experience that because it's actually like what I think it really was intended to be, especially with Brian Chesky thinking about how he created Airbnb, right? Like he was putting up an air mattress in his like spare bedroom and like, let's go, like, let's make some money and figure it out. Um, so yeah, it's really powerful to like see the hospitality side of it because again, like we are people. I love that you said that. Exactly. And well, and it's so important that people realize, like, as the industry continues to grow, I still say like the foundation of this industry is, you know, we are just like you said, a hospitality business, we should be every single property should be ran like it's a five star hotel. And one of the things I always say, like, of course, you can burn them and turn them, you can get your Ikea package out, you know, but at the end of the day, if you want to stand out in this market, your design and your guest experience is what is really going to set you apart. Do you ever miss the private room space like where you were doing that? Like, do you miss that part? And now as you've scaled and you've grown your business and to more things like you just wrapped up a bunch of design projects, you have properties yourself. So do you miss that piece at all? I do. So aspects, aspects, that house took years <laughs> of my life, if I'm being honest. Um, at the time, of course, I could have hired cleaners, but I was like, it just like doesn't make logistically make sense with how many turnovers I was having. So at that time, I was cleaning that seven bedroom house or like I had friends helping me. Um, so I would be like in the middle of my work day or something go to turn over the beds and like clean and tidy the common areas of the home. So certain aspects I definitely miss. Um, I think it was really cool because I actually, during that experience, got to know a lot of my guests because some of them were there for months. Some of them were there for a couple of days, a week, you know, um, each time was different. But I can honestly say during that experience, I think, some of those moments were life-changing for those people as well. 
And to me, that is so beautiful. That's what I want to continue to create. And I think as I build my portfolio, one of my goals um, at the end of my portfolio is to build a boutique hostel and franchise it. Um, and that's something that is a down the road plan um, as I continue to add to my portfolio. For sure. Now, let's catch us up to where we are today. Where are you in the stage of your portfolio? Um, like I said, you just wrapped up a bunch of design projects. So kind of tell us like, what does your business look like now compared to what it, yeah, compared to what it was when you first started after your trip and came back into this life of hosting? So I like to say like, I am the creative entrepreneur. Like I cannot be doing the same thing every day, no matter how much I'm like, I need a routine. It, actually never works that way. I get bored very quickly. Um, so how my days are right now are broken up. So some days I will be doing interior design projects. Um, some days I will be coaching students for my thanks for booking program. Um, and then other days I am either overseeing um, the properties that we manage. So we actually, my portfolio consists of all three. So like ownership, um, renting, rental arbitrage, sorry, and co-hosting. So property management. Um, we have about 11 properties right now that are in the mix of those three. But um, with that, my goal is to continue to own more. Um, I'm looking when I go to Mexico in January, I will be looking at purchasing in Tulum, um, a short-term rental there. So that's on our radar and that's something exciting. But yeah, it's mainly a mix of everything. I love to always be doing something new. It has to be creative um, and refreshing. And then anything that's on like the systems and like management admin side, um, I have a couple of VAs that help me um, set that up together and really makes things a lot easier for myself. I feel like I need a couple more. Um, yeah. But on the other side, um, I guess my schedule now is putting together the all women's summit. Natalie Palmer and I are hosting in February. Yes, which I was just about to say, we have a lot to uncover, not just from that, but um, I I want to ask you, COVID hit 2020. You've been hosting pre-COVID. Mm -hmm. It's super interesting because not a lot. I think I've had a few people on the show that had a mix of own arbitrage and co-host. Um, how did that handle for you during the pandemic to the, I guess, the uprise in vacation rentals? Was it scary for you in the beginning? Or did you feel pretty confident that, you know, with the mix of portfolio you have, that you were able to bounce back really quick? I think with my mix of my portfolio, I wasn't too concerned. Um, I was going, the only thing at that time that was probably the most concerning was the sale of my renovated condo. Um, so that we didn't get as much as we would have hoped for, for that property. Um, but we still covered all of our expenses, which was good. And we got out of something that would have eventually had a levy on it to redo the whole exterior of the building, which would have been a big cost. So in my mind, that was a learning experience and that was good. Um, but as for like COVID and like maybe some of our um, listings, 
a lot of our listings um, during that COVID period, um, especially in the Okanagan, I helped manage um, one of my father's listings there too. And a lot of bookings got canceled due to forest fires um, and COVID. So that was kind of like an eye opener at the time. But we still, as long as you hang on, things will always balance. And like, that's kind of like, it was out of our hands. There was nothing we could do and kind of accepting certain situations when there's like nothing you can do. Um, there's no reason to like stress or like dwell upon it. Yeah. What, what that developer that I used to work for always taught me. And this is something that I like in like literally engrave into everyone that I know is like, I never want to hear that something's impossible and I would never want to hear like that it can't be done. There is always a solution um, or a creative possibility around the corner. You just have to think about it. And that's one thing that we really thought of. Like, so what I tell my students now, especially if they ever get in a position where they're like recession or I'm worried. And what if it doesn't book? I'm like, worst case scenario, if your property doesn't book, you rent it out long term. Like yeah. that, that is it. It is that simple. Like you don't have to break your lease. You don't have to do anything like that. You rent it out long term, a little bit more than, you know, that your overhead because you are renting it furnished. Um, but that is will help you weather the storm well, until you're ready to relist it short term. And that's kind of what we did is we reached out to, um, you know, we reached out to doctors and nurses that were traveling, local businesses, insurance companies that needed to put people for insurance claims. Um, a lot in Vancouver, um, a lot of our clientele is the film industry. They're still working like that, you know, so yeah. it really was like this roller coaster of like, OK, we're going down or like the ship might sink. But then it was like, OK, no, we, we're floating now. We, we were very lucky in that sense. And as for like my interior design business, I don't know if anyone is really um, in the construction industry on here, but like that was probably the most profitable month of anyone in the construction industry because everyone was stuck at home and they're like, I'm sick of looking at this kitchen. I don't want, yeah. to, you know, <laughs> so everybody was renovating their properties. It was insane. Like we never would have thought um, that it would pick up that much, but that really carried things through. And at the same time, I was resourceful. And that is when I created my online program, Thanks for Booking. So that also helped um, during that phase carry me through. Especially with like the clubhouse era that we all went through. It was yeah. like everyone was like had nothing else to do but renovate their kitchens and go on clubhouse. So it's uh, it was a good mix. Um, okay, so you mentioned level up your listing, which I'm really glad you did because I'm super excited to go in the sense that I'm not a woman, but I get to MC, so I'm really pumped about being like one of the only men there with uh, your fiance Nate. So it's gonna be great. Um, my question to you, and it's gonna be like a little spin because this was your first VRMA, right? You and Natalie went to. Yes. So, uh, what were your thoughts coming in from the hosting Airbnb world to then VRMA? And to now how you guys are thinking about your level up your listing summit. I think so. I VRMA is very similar to we have an interior design trade show out here in Vancouver, IDS West. Um, so 
the way that it was like set up and like visually looks like very similar. Um, so that wasn't new to me, but in the sense of like, okay, there's different levels and there's different tiers to this. That was extremely exciting. So seeing all the different opportunities and possibilities of growth in this industry, it is like you realize how small you're thinking until you're like put in that position. And then you're like, oh, this could go on forever. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's the one thing. Um, and the possibilities are endless. So I think that was so exciting and like refreshing. Like just when you asked, like, how was I when I came back from Europe? I was refreshed and renewed and like ready to take on the world. And like, same thing with Burma. I came back and I was like, we're going to kick ass out here. Like, we're going <laughs> to get this done. Um, and I think that's that kind of like, inspiring thought process that I went through. I want to be able to portray that to all of our potential attendees that are coming to the event, but also that networking, that was everything. Like, honestly, if I could take anything away from any of these conferences is the people you meet and that you're put in front of, those are the most important relationships that you are going to have because that's what's going to open doors. That's what's going to help you enhance your business and grow. 100%. That's the only reason why I go to conferences. It's like, yes, there's great content and I can always learn. Uh, but it's like the people aspect. If you can get 10 minutes with this person and 10 minutes with that person and just really focus on like high level conversation and just be like, hey, being intentional with what you're asking, with the, the way you take the conversation is super like maybe that's probably my biggest learning from podcasting is just like asking the right questions with the right people. But you can also just learn so much from that alone that you could never leave the exhibit hall and never attend a panel or a session and just be like, all right, I walked away with a hundred things that I can do today, like to apply to my business or to, to discover more about. So yeah, it's uh very intense, but so worth it. It so is worth. Yeah, it is a lot. That was definitely me and Natalie. We barely left the exhibit hall, but I think one thing that was also eye-opening is like how much of this industry is tech. Yeah. Like that really, I was like, oh, wow, there is literally tech for everything. Yeah. Which can be great and bad at the same time, but we don't need to dive into that. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, for you, like, so I guess I'm always interested and I think we kind of talked about this with Natalie on her episode, but really like, do you, for your operations and your business, do you have a property management software or do you guys just solely depend on one platform? Like what's your thinking of like seeing a traditional vacation rental management company to then what you guys are doing today in your own operations? Yeah, we're actually, well, actually David um, from Hostfully might've swayed me. We <laughs> were with HostAway, um, but now we might be going over to Hostfully. So we're um, just kind of getting all our admin organized and then we'll be checking it out. He's not going to stop bugging you or me after he hears it. So get ready. It's going to be good. Sponsor the podcast. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Seriously. Uh, they are sponsors. So shout out to Hostly. You guys are great. Love you guys. That's uh, too good. Um, no, it's really cool uh, to see your perspective. So now I'm going to give you a, a couple minutes. Give me, give me a, a, a quick high level rundown level up your listing why all women why did you and natalie partner up together and why the destination and location that you guys picked for this conference 
Yes. Um, so Natalie and I met online. I slid into her DMs um, over probably like a year ago. I think so. We've been, I guess, IG friends and now yeah. real life friends for over a year. Um, and when I first reached out to her, I wanted to have her on my Spilling the Tea series on Instagram Live. And then from there, I was like, let's partner up and do a workshop together. And we called it Level Up Your Listing. We loved that. We loved the feedback um, from the host that we got to help um, and educate. And that was super fun. So then I ended up going to the Short-Term Rental Wealth Conference. And I was messaging Natalie. And I was like, you need to be here. Like, you should come. And I was like, you can, you can share a room with me. <laughs> like, all these things. And um, one of the jokes that is so funny is I guess her husband was like, you're going to share your room with a stranger. <laughs> yeah. Like she didn't even think about it like that because she's like, we're fr- I'm like, I know her, we're all yeah. live friends. Yeah. And um, so we d- really didn't meet till like midnight when she showed up to my room, <laughs> which sounds suspect, I guess. Um, but from there, we just hit it off. We were at the short-term rental wealth conference and we felt so inspired um being at the event and it was so amazing and so fun to connect with everyone and we were what we felt that wasn't touched on enough was the interior design and like the hospitality and like just for smaller hosts yeah everyone talks so much about scaling um you know and getting as many properties as possible and building your portfolio but really at the end of the day it we want to teach the basics. It comes down to hospitality, the guest experience, the design of your properties and those small details. And we felt so much of the event wasn't like the way there were women there, um, you know, and there were female speakers, which was amazing. But we wanted to focus really on the female community and building up on that because, of course, all these men that are like, we have this huge portfolio. There's usually one of their wives or girlfriends or a friend or family that they're, they're the ones that are in the trenches designing this space. So if you like ask the guy, they're like, Oh, uh, I don't know. She designs it like things like that. Right. So we wanted to really develop a community and a network where people could connect, where they could learn from the ground up. So if you have two to five listings, five to 10, you name it, um, we're there to really dive into design principles, what makes your space unique, how you're going to be able to stand out from the competition and ensure that you're booked. I love uh, it. I love it. Yeah. As for why we picked. So the event is February 27th, 28th and March 1st in Scottsdale, Arizona. And I think the reason we picked that is like Scottsdale is like the hub for like bachelorette parties. Um, so it's super girly already in itself. Um, but I live in Canada and in winter it's very cold, um, especially in February. So I wanted somewhere that was hot, that everyone could, you know, it would feel like summer and we could be outdoors and enjoy a cocktail. So yeah. really that's thanks to like, n- none of us wanted to freeze to death. That's the- <laughs> super, super right. Cause it, I just woke up to like a couple inches of snow. I was like, okay, I can't wait to get out of here. This is a little, like it's great for a season, but yeah, a little too much is that a little too much, but no, it's super cool. Um, there's a lot 
I, I'm I'm really excited about the way you guys have built this conference. It's not like any other one I've seen. Um, I'm very much used to like the hotel space, the VRMA. Um, and so it's really exciting to see it. Um, for I guess your how do I phrase this? For your content, like with this being super focused, I I I'd love that you're going back to the basics because uh fun story completely side note one of my first early episodes on the show was like called back to the basics from a hotel management standpoint and without like you can scale there's all these things right like you're talking about all the guys talking about scalability and getting 150 units or 300 or 500 whatever the number is there's always that talk like that talk and conversation but you can't do that without the basics you can't Mm -hmm. just like scale to 150 doors and then forget to do something very simple that you did with your first property with your second with your third your fifth so with the back to the basics are you guys focusing on a back to basics segment and then kind of advancement or how are you hitting the different levels where someone does have like five units versus someone who doesn't and they're just looking to figure out where to invest So all the principles that we'll be showcasing throughout the event, each speaker has their own specialties. So they're going to be covering those topics, which is amazing. And how we've structured it is basically the same kind of thing as like an online program or course. It's structured. Day one's going to be, you know, easier. And then you're going to build up to day two and really learning from that. But how we've set it is like day one is... um, what Natalie came up with was like hosting with your head versus hosting with your heart. Mm-hmm. And um, so day one is going to be like all the logistics stuff, building up your team, um, creating a team, how to set up these systems and standards in place, um, you know, taxes, stuff like that. As yeah. two is going to be all about design, the creativity, the guest experience, um, and really how to enhance your property Because at the end of the day, yes, we are not like opposed to like scaling. I would, you know, scale as many properties as you can. But at the end of the day, what usually happens is when you get that large, your quality and the standards and expectations of your listings start to go down. So when you have 150 listings, maybe you don't care about those five-star reviews as much. Maybe you're at like a 4.8 or something and you're like, it is what it is. We have so many. But if you, the goal is to maintain that five-star experience, no matter what level you're at. And that's what we really want to teach people. So they have those tools to carry through no matter how large they get. Preach. Let's go. I love it. I love that. That's super good. It's such a great message. And I think that sometimes does get lost and and I'm guilty of this. Like I'm lost, I guess lost in conversation on the podcast. It gets lost at conferences. It gets lost you know, and one-on-one meetups. Um, so I'm really glad that's like the key focal point for you guys. Um, I'm going to ask where can people, I'm going to plug in the show notes. So where can people get their tickets uh, for this? Because we do actually, and I just checked uh, like three days ago, Slick Talk does have a strong female audience. So where can they <laughs> attend? Um, so you can actually go to www. Is it three W's? Yeah, three W's. summit.com um, and you can get tickets there. I think we still have maybe like four or five left of early bird um, pricing and then it goes up. 
uh, in the referral box, please write Slick Talk Pod um, and, you know, take your sponsors um, <laughs> or encourage you to the event because we always want to make sure that we give back to people that um, referred us in the first place. But no, we hope to see you there. It is a three-day fully immersive event. One thing that we're really big on, as I mentioned, my attention span, and I always need something exciting going on. We wanted to make sure that the event portrayed that. So all of our sponsors and the event itself are fully immersive. There's different booth activations, fun things to do, uh, lots to learn. But what I like to, what I've been telling everyone, the summit, like my goal is this is Coachella, the Coachella of STR summits. I love it. The Coachella of STR summits. Maybe that's the title of the episode. No, <laughs> uh, it'll be misleading because the whole episode is like all this other stuff. You know, like everyone stuff. Won't do that. But uh, no, it's super cool. It's going to be fun. It's going to be really fun. I love Scottsdale too. So I think you guys can then pick a better spot just for the, the vibe and the tonality for it. Uh, yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be really good. Um, I'm, I'm hoping so. I, I feel like so. The week before is the Super Bowl being held in Arizona. Oh yeah, and yeah. Like, I hope, like everyone's still like on their A game the week after all the restaurants and everything. They're trying to recover, and all of a sudden, 350 women walk into one restaurant bar. Like, oh my gosh, <laughs> it has ended. No, it, it'll be good. I I'm sure they can handle it. It's a great hospitality city. Anyway, so, um. All right, Tatiana. So I always usually wrap up questions with my guests around one, what's like a good link that you could send anybody to. But since we did the level up your listing shout out, what is one piece of advice you would give anyone, no matter what stage they're in, in their short-term rental hospitality journey? Uh, what would what would that piece of advice be for them? And where can they learn more about Tatiana? Yes. Okay. Well, two-part piece of advice, of course, just dive into it head first every experience that you're going to go through you're going to learn from um and that that was one of my favorite things there were so many times i was afraid to take a step forward um and i like waited too long or anything like that and regretted it the from the moment that i didn't do that so just dive in start if you're hesitant about starting um there's so many unique ways you can get started if you don't have the money of course co-hosting that is a great way to start in the industry or shadowing someone um you know rental arbitrage one of the tips about rental arbitrage your goal is always going to be to own in the long run but rental arbitrage is a tool to scale and that's one thing that i love to teach my students that it is a tool that you necessarily wouldn't have if you couldn't purchase right away to scale your properties so you could have that opportunity um Last thing I think I want to leave people with is that as you grow in this industry, so many hosts forget and they get frustrated with guests or they get frustrated with certain experiences, but everyone loves the paycheck. Like everyone. So at the end of the day, remind yourself that you always want to go back to your why. Why do you do this? What inspires you about hosting? What are your favorite things, especially when you're feeling frustrated with a guest or a certain situation? And the last thing, which is just like so basic and maybe a little blunt is like, remember who's paying your bills. It's those guests. So at the end of the day, you know, respect needs to go both ways and they, it may be a difficult situation, but you chose to be in this situation. Um, and there are a lot of benefits for it. So 
Don't forget that. Remember your why, what inspired you to get started in the first place, because that's going to carry you through. And then where you can find me is on Instagram at Tatiana TT. Um, give me a follow there. Shoot me a message in the DMs and say, hey, who knows? We may end up being friends. Hey, you never know. We ended up becoming friends just off of meeting in Nashville. So yeah. it's really a uh, really cool space. And no, I, I love your story. I really just love what you're doing too. I think um, I always kind of tell people, I'm like, Tatiana and Natalie are like the up and coming, like Oprah's of the industry. I feel like where you're just going to come in, you're going to dominate. And it's just going to be at the end of the day, everyone's going to be like, holy shit, where these like where these girls come from. And yeah, that's what I feel. So no pressure. Now I'm going to get a car or something. At <laughs> <laughs> Check under your seats. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I won't do that. Uh, maybe. Actually, uh, um, no, no, I, I seriously thank you so much for joining me on the show. Thank you for being open and telling your story. And for everyone who's listening and watching this video or listening to the audio, just make sure you like and subscribe to everything Tatiana Taylor Tate because she's awesome. Check out the tickets in the show notes for the Level Up Your Listing Summit. And of course, like I always say, we'll see you all again next week. Thank you so much for listening and thank you to our show partners for making Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast possible. We hope you enjoyed the show and we would love to connect with you outside of the podcast. So you can follow us on all of our social media channels for daily hospitality content or find us on slicktalkthepodcast.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. I'm your host, Will Slickers, and we will see you guys all again next week.